You're listening to Crystal and Emily on Love Your Shelf, the best librarian podcast in the extensive and highly competitive field of librarian podcasts. Hello. Oh, hello. (laughs) Welcome to Love Your Shelf, episode 3.5. Uh, it's Crystal here with Emily, as usual. Oh, hey. We kind of forget to say that most I know. of the time. <laughs> just random voices coming at you uh-huh, from the yeah. ether. Well, and I'm noticing, I think I like always giggle right after we say hi, and you start saying welcome, and I'll, I don't know. I'm not great with formalities. I think no. it makes me feel funny, so. Right. I know. <laughs> and and I, whenever I say welcome or something like that, I have to like yes. do the big eye welcome. production. Yeah. 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 yeah no, can't be you can't just be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody says welcome without saying welcome. I know. And if you do, you're just naturally the kind of person that says, like, says welcome all the time. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and anyway, on that note. Welcome. <laughs> what you got? We have a lot, medium amount of things to talk medium about today. Amounts. But I am going to institute a new segment. Yeah. We're going to call it that. Um, where I'm going to talk about. A favorite short story Fine. and a favorite classic because Fine. sometimes I feel like there's a lot of stuff that I really, really love mm-hmm. and we haven't talked about it all because yep. it's, you know, older or something that I read 20 years ago. Yeah. But there's still people out there who might want to yeah. know about it. I mean, I'm one of those people. I, I don't know. Yeah. I need to learn things. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm not promising any education, but I will talk Reading about some Reading is books. learning, Crystal. Yes. <laughs> yes. Especially the ones I'm going to talk about. Excellent. <laughs> but first, mm-hmm. I read a new thriller, cool. and I think this is the first book by this author. Uh, it's called Falling mm-hmm. by T.J. Newman, and I listened to it, actually, and it was a recommendation from a friend of mine who requested it for the library through Summer, uh, who mm-hmm. works here. And uh, Summer also read it. Okay. And uh, so the, the double recommendation h- hooked me. Summer is a person I trust with recommendations. Yes. Like, she knows she her She has great taste, books and movies and TV. Yes. Yes. Always, always on it. Yeah. And I sometimes, I go through periods where I like thrillers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like to, in fact, I had a class in graduate school in, on the thriller genre. Cool. And so it's interesting to compare, of course, there's different kinds of thrillers and all that kind of stuff. But there are patterns because it is a genre. Yeah. And so there are things that, you know, kind of happen over and over in these, in these thrillers, especially the structure. Yes. But I like to read them to kind of compare how people are how the writers are making those um structures unique or making a twist on it or how they're doing something that's different so this book is about um an airline pilot and he's on a flight i want to say like cross country like uh california to new york and there are 143 other passengers mm-hmm. on, on board, or passengers, not other ones. <laughs> um, but, and you, it kind of starts like right in the middle of the action and then goes back. Love it. Which, yeah, you, I like that too. Me too. It's like the plane 
is like Ah, you know page one i'm not gonna spoil anything but it's like you know big drama and then it goes back to the beginning cool and so before the pilot has aborted the plane his family his wife and two kids are kidnapped oh man and yes and then as he's you know in this plane he's flying it he finds out that in order to get his family back to have his family freed he has to crash the plane Oh, no. With everybody on it, including oh, my himself. goodness. And so it's that whole, you know, Sophie's oh, Choice kind of thing. Oh, my God, I know. Not exactly Sophie's Choice, but you know what but I'm getting. But just like, that, yeah. That impossible yes, choice. Yes, Both choices are terrible. Right. And so it goes back and forth between, like, what's happening with the wife and the kids and what's happening with him. Oh, man. And then there's... um. A uh, flight attendant mm-hmm. who is, you know, a, a sassy character, and uh, she has a, an FBI agent nephew, oh. and so there's lots of different things, interconnected things going on, and it, it's, I mean, it's uh, as an audiobook, it was like eight hours, and I went through it in a couple days. Nice. So it's it was in a good listen. Yes, cool. The the um, narrator was Stephen Weber, who's a mm-hmm. He actually played a pilot in a TV show back in the <laughs> 90s. So he could really get into character yeah, here. But he, he did a really, really good job. Great. So, yeah, definitely oh, cool. recommend I mean, it. I'm sitting here with, like, my chin and my hands leaning forward. So yeah, yeah. that's just the the discussion we're having about the book. So. Exactly, exactly. I'm in. And it's very touching. There's, you know, of course, the dynamics of the family. But then there's also, like, what's going on with the people who... Are, are the terrorists are the yeah. who, who are the ones who are oh, doing this yeah because yeah. it's it's also a unique take on that sure and then uh, that's all i'll say about that <sighs> <laughs> so definite recommendation yeah that okay and then another one which is funny to me and you'll probably understand why is called <laughs> the lonely hunter how our search for love is broken <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) I'm really not into that kind of thing. This this is by Amy Lutkin. It's how our search for love is broken. Is that what you said? Yes. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And so this is an expansion of an article that was on Jezebel um, (laughs) that says uh, the it was called that article was called the lonely hunt. Let me start over. The Lonely Hunter, How the Stigmatization of Being Alone Keeps Us Searching Forever, and How to Embrace Solitude in a World Full of Couples. Okay. Okay. So, you know, we've talked about the titles there. (laughs) That tells me what it's actually about. Yes. (laughs) The actual title, I was... Yeah. Yeah. Didn't know, yeah, where we were going necessarily. And so, she, uh, she starts the book, it's like a memoir, she's, it's very, um... Contemporary in that she's not just writing about something, she's writing about something that is pertaining to her. Sure. So it's got that like blend of it being a memoir kind mm-hmm. of thing, a personal essay, but also looking at uh-huh. society and standards yeah. and that kind of stuff. So she's talking about how, <laughs> and I have experienced this thing, which is why I thought it was funny. <laughs> she's had a dinner party and it's like, you know, pretty close friends that she knows. And somebody says, you know, so when are, they're all couples, I guess. Yeah. 
which I've had that experience. I was about to say, I know. Sometimes it's, it's great. Most of the time, it's great. Yeah. If you get in a group of people and they're like, this is what happens to her, uh-huh. you know, when are you ever going to meet somebody and settle down? And I'm like, could you not? Yeah. And she <laughs> says, she's like really honest about it. She's yeah. like, I don't think that's going to happen for me. You know, I think I'm, I kind of made a choice. I don't want to do that. And then she gives everybody's reactions to it. Every, and they're well, all, is it all head explosions? Yes. Or, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I've had that experience too, not to give too much of my personal you yes. know, memoir away, but um, <laughs> people in couples really want you to be in a couple. And I think it's just, I mean, there's the funny part of it I, that's where it's yeah. like, you just want me to be as miserable as you are. <laughs> Because I'm seeing this from the outside, and it's not all this crap. Like, you're not selling me you're not anything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Over here doing what I want to do. I'm coming what I in like, do you it. will not believe what Nick said to me. And you're like, I am loving my life. <laughs> and nobody said Nick? anything to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, you guys are super cute and and But great. also, I support your singleness. Like, yeah. I, I have said that if... Like, if Nick were to leave me, I don't think I would search for that. Like, if that came into my life... It really is a big negative thing. And I don't know that it's ever been great at any point in history. Yeah. Dating and, like, that kind of stuff. Uh But, you know, it's only been in the last century that there was any kind of... Not even even century. Yeah. Much less than that. Where you actually had dating and that you were in charge of your own self. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> As opposed to being matched up with somebody right. or whatever. So yeah, it's fraught mm-hmm. with all kinds of, of things. But then people will just be like, you know, oh, that's how can you say that? Why would you why, just don't be so down on yourself? It's like, no, I'm not I'm not being down on I'm myself. Making a positive choice for myself. <laughs> anyway, so it's funny that in that sense, and she's not necessarily funny so much as she's really exploring this, like, no, leave me alone. Yes. <laughs> giving uh, me a hard time uh, about this. I just support it. I think that's such a silly. Yeah, and I think that yeah. people, I think that people who are going to read that are going to be people who have made that decision already. But yeah. I think that the audience should be mm-hmm. the other people. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. maybe maybe think about why maybe this is unique in some sense. Maybe that's not as common as the alternative. Yeah. But there are reasons, and it's perfectly acceptable. Valid reasons. Yeah. So, anyway. Love it. Not to get too The title is a lot, but I I do like the topic. Yes. And I think that, like, the the lonely hunter, obviously, is an ironic kind of, of, yeah. 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 Right. (laughs) Nobody is lonely and nobody's hunting. Yeah, Crystal the lonely hunter over here. Yeah, right. (laughs) Neither one of those. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I got more stuff to do than I can handle. I'm not lonely. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm Uh, content. That's hilarious, yeah. So, uh, to take a a bit of a diversion here, the... um, Next book that I want to talk about it comes out in November, mm-hmm. and it's um, The Sentence by Louise Erdrich. Mm-hmm. And she's a National Book Award, Pulitzer Prize winner. She wrote um, The Roundhouse and several other very, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mm-hmm. um, highly acclaimed novels. And um, this book is a ghost story, mm-hmm. but kind of a, um, a quirk on it and so I don't want to give 
too much away. I'm just going to kind of give like a little uh, synopsis of like how it starts. Okay. So it's set in Minneapolis. It's set in the time when things are very inflamed there. Mm-hmm. And it goes from All Saints Day, which is in November um, in 2019, to November 2020. Mm-hmm. And there's a... Um, a ghost haunting a small bookstore and so the person who's working in the bookstore has just gotten out of prison and so there's the sentence of that and then there's the Uh sentence of this ghost that's having to Uh haunt this bookstore so it is a really unique kind of story yeah and she tells everything beautifully and then of course there's all of the things that are going on around Mm -hmm. in that area at that time wow what a combination of stories i know it's a lot yeah yeah. yeah. no that's interesting and then another one this is actually not coming out until january so i'm gonna have to like get back in my stuff that's coming out right right now Mm because everybody's gonna be like i can't get this until january why are you talking about it now but mark your calendars yes Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh this next one is called to paradise by hanya yanagihara I think well done. You'll say that. Um, who also wrote A Little Life a couple of years ago. It was super popular. Mm-hmm. And um, this is told in three different um, eras. Okay. And the first one is an alternative history of um, New York in 1893. But there's, um, it's, a, it's an alternative version of that. So it's ahistorical. It's not we, what, okay. yeah. And then um, there's 1993 Manhattan um, during the AIDS epidemic. Mm. And then there's 2093, and it's um, like a post-apocalyptic kind of Mm. dystopian world that's governed by totalitarians. Mm -hmm. And anyway. Is the, so the 1893 story you said is alternate universe. History. It all is kind yeah, of like an but alternate. but the same with the 1993. Like, it's, yeah, it's all the same centuries. world. Uh, I don't, I don't or know. Or universe. Might, okay. Yeah. Okay. You can leave yeah, it at yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I, like I overshare, and then the other times I don't give enough yeah, details. I don't know. Uh, you'll have to see. <laughs> I don't want you to read it. <laughs> um, anyway, and so it's. It deals with a lot. So, first of all, you know, there's a lot going on just in, like, in having those three different eras. Uh-huh. Um, but it's, it, you know, deals with all of the, all the emotions that humans have and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So, I, I recommend it. Cool. And so, then I want to talk about my, uh, my new segment. Yeah. Where we're going to talk about. We need to do a little, like, do 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 There you go. That's it. You're going to have go. to do that every time. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> so, uh, I want to talk about a favorite short story. Okay. Start with that. And I don't even remember. I, I you know, keep my running list of things that I'm thinking about or mm-hmm. reading, whatever. And I wrote this down. I don't remember why. And so I thought, hey, maybe I'll just talk about it because it's I, a good short story. Maybe that was the reason why. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's by Joyce Carol Oates. I want to say it was published in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And it's called Where Are You Going? Where Have You Been? Mm-hmm. And it was one of the first, 
I don't know if I could say first short stories, but I was very young, young teen when I read it. Okay. And hadn't really got into the world of, of short stories at that point. And it really made an impact on okay. me. It's crazy. So it's about this young girl who is at home by herself. And I want to say it's like in the 50s, 60s uh-huh. when it's set. And um, this man, you know, a young man and his friend drive up to the house and basically try to entice her to come out. And the young man is named Arnold Friend. Mm-hmm. And there's something <clears throat> off about him. Ugh. And it's very much like, you know, talks about the um, coming of age of a young girl and how she starts to become aware of how men are reacting to her. Sure. And so she's very naive. Mm-hmm. But the, but she's also, there's something like about him that... she still can't put her finger on yeah. the thing that's off. But yeah. he kind of says all the right things. Right. And it's really like it's only probably 20 pages but it it makes an impact and arnold friend is not a friend is not a friend Uh. (laughs) in fact he doesn't there's thing there's illusions and one of that was i think as a young person really made me excited about literature Mm -hmm. is that there's little things that um you would only begin to notice as when you start analyzing literature. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll give an example because okay. it's not going to give too much away. Sure. But like, he's wearing boots, like cowboy boots, yeah. and then it talks about his boots all the time. And then it talks about how one of his boots is at like an odd angle, mm-hmm. like a not like, mm-hmm. and so it's this um, like how illusion. he stands or is like it not clear? it's turned around at an an angle that wouldn't a human foot wouldn't be able to do. Ah, and I don't so, like that. <laughs> and <laughs> so it's this illusion to that maybe he's got cloven hooves underneath ah. his boots. Because there's other little yeah, things like yeah. that. Oh, and wow. so it's just a really good short story. I and I, I forgot how much I love short stories because you yeah. can like get right into this whole world totally totally and there's they're so rich and so yes. evocative pack it all in yeah yeah Ooh. so where are you going where well, have you been i know that title and um mm. i was like oh maybe once she it's... starts talking about it i'll have i'll realize i've read it or something yeah it happens a lot and um it's anthologized no, a lot okay Did you probably Just like heard lots it or of refer- heard it referenced or something yeah um, but I want to read it. I want to like, say I there was even a short film. I may be lying about that, but I want to say that there was a short film version of it. Really? Okay. It's very cinematic in the way that it's written. Yeah. Like a, you know, because there's, there's kind of that genre of film where it's like the young girl mm-hmm. and, and then like the greaser boys. Yeah, totally. And, yeah, know. no, I felt like I could like immediately picture mm-hmm. what you were talking about. Uh, well, and just that. Like, without even knowing what you meant by something was off about him, like, I, it still just, like, makes my, like, stomach clench. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, there's, I mean, obviously, that's still a huge yeah. issue yeah. that women, yeah. you know. Yeah, no, just especially but, being a teenager and... And being naive and not knowing. And, like, li- learning to, like, listen to yourself or, like, mm-hmm. having the confidence to listen to yourself. I don't know. Yeah, uh, and then there's her referring to her mother... 
and how there's a problematic relationship mm-hmm. there and the mother's like trying to keep her young and mm-hmm. and innocent and all that and she so that makes her kind of want to right, even though she feels right, 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 she right. feels that there's something off that that like makes wants her want to rebel a little bit yeah Ooh. yeah so cool yeah definitely one of my favorite short stories and then um one of my favorite sort of classic and when I say classic I just mean older I'm not talking about yeah like, no the sure. classics yeah <laughs> But um, it's a book by Vladimir Nabokov Mm -hmm. called Pale Fire. Mm -hmm. And it is very um, meta, like uh, Mm postmodern kind of book because it's the the setup is that there's like an intro and then there's this like epic poem and then there's all of these like footnotes and commentary. And this poet named John Slade has passed away mm-hmm. ostensibly the things become questionable about that okay. but he's passed away and he's left this epic poem behind that's kind of unfinished and so his um editor named charles kinboat mm-hmm. is writing this introduction and then this commentary on all of on this poem okay and then he you know tells the reader like here's the order that you need to do this in you know, you need to read this mm-hmm. intro first and you do this. But then it just goes bonkers because he's <laughs> talking about this. Um, you don't know if he's really who he says he is. Uh-huh. And he makes the whole thing about himself uh-huh. in a way. Uh-huh. So it's not like it's all his commentary is like referring to things that he's trying to inject into this. And it is just amazingly crafted. And nice. It's, it sounds tedious because, like, okay, so it's like a very dry, like, academic thing. Well, and maybe it could be, but I. It could it be, like but that, it goes that's wild. The beauty of <laughs> yes of this, yeah, yeah, because it just it takes you places that you're not expecting. Cool. Because he's talking about this like imaginary kingdom, and he may be the king, and oh my, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, it is suspenseful because you yeah. don't, you know, you just don't know. You're exactly trying to what's figure it on. out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And your only um, sort of introduction into that world is this really unreliable narrator who uh-huh. you don't know what or who he is or yeah. why he's doing it. And I like it. Yeah, very, very good. One of the best novels ever written. Cool. I would say. Yeah. Period. Period. <laughs> <laughs> And so those are the books that I want to talk about, or cool. the literature that I want to talk about. And I do have a few little um, um, shows yeah. that I'm interested in right few now. A few little shows. A few little shows and a podcast, too. Cool. So um, I did not think that I was going to be interested in this show. I may have mentioned it before, but mm-hmm. I've watched two seasons of it now. Okay. And it's on Apple TV. It's called Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm. And Jason Sudeikis plays mm-hmm. the titular character, mm-hmm. and it's about um, uh, British football, English yeah. football, soccer. And I was like, um, "No, I don't need." Yeah, I'm not interested. no, because I remember talking about summer shout out again. She said uh, months ago she and her husband had start found it, started watching it. She was like, "It's hilarious! It's yeah. a great show." 
And I knew nothing about it. You brought it up again recently. Mm-hmm. But I still didn't realize what it was about until Nick told me what it was about recently. Or, yeah, within yeah. the last week or so. And yeah. I had no idea. Anyway. Well, and because I had heard people talking about it. And I had just gotten Apple Plus mm-hmm. so that I could watch the other show I mm-hmm. had talked about previously, For All Mankind. And then my friend Jocelyn yeah. said... In fact, she said that she sent me a message after listening to our last podcast, uh-huh. and she was like, "Oh, have you watched the show Ted Lasso?" Nice. So shout out to Jocelyn. Jocelyn. She's probably listening. Hi, we miss you. We love you. <laughs> and um, but I was like, okay, enough people are telling me. Jocelyn tells me that I'm gonna, I'm this gonna is try it. it. Sure. And I was hooked into it right from the uh, beginning, and it is very quirky. Yeah. And you don't really know, like. I meant I had mentioned it to somebody else or described it to somebody else as almost Ted Lasso is almost like Forrest Gump. Ah. Because he he's really positive and but he's not mentally challenged. Sure, sure. But just But he's just almost like similar over outlook, the top yeah, over the top yeah. optimistic, positive, and it's kind of you you kind of are trying to figure out like what's his deal uh-huh, you know once what's, what's uh-huh. going on here when is this going to crack uh-huh. you know what's the catch yeah, yeah exactly and um so it's very different but heartwarming yeah and it's funny yeah and there's you know real teen issues <laughs> no hashtag, hashtag real teen issues <laughs> no we love are. some real teen issues <laughs> There's just, you know, like, actual, like, mm-hmm. personal interactions, and, and it's real. It's not just, like, a silly right, slapstick right, kind of right, thing. Right, 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 And that's what kind of takes it beyond that, like, Forrest Gump kind of territory. Right, I see. Um, it's not as broad as that. Okay. But it is, like, this um, football coach, American football coach. Yeah. Who gets recruited to go to England and coach one of their premier soccer uh-huh. league, football league. Uh-huh. Um, teams and so everybody you know rejects him at first they're like why what is that why you're doing this and <laughs> right. so, um and then the owner of the team is the wife of the of the owner of the team that they've divorced and she ends up oh, owning the team okay and so she's the one who has brought him makes in. this decision okay. and i won't go into more because cool. it does there yeah. is a whole story there well and didn't i know jason sudeikis won was it a golden globe for his it's got performance a lot of, yeah because he he won and was clearly not expecting to win because <laughs> he was wearing like a sweatshirt like it was via zoom and he was wearing like a sweatshirt <laughs> and his whole speech was just like totally broken <laughs> and he just like yeah was like, not expecting uh, it all. yeah yeah, yeah. It, i didn't see cute. that but yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> No, I can, I mean, you know, it is like, TV is so different now. Yeah. It, you just never know where you're going to find the gems, yeah. you yeah. know. But I would definitely recommend it. Yeah, I need it's to. It's in the third season now, and um, yes, so go watch it. I will. And then I, pretty sure, I've mentioned it before, but I actually finally got to watch the first three episodes of Why the Last Man. It's like the letter Y. Uh-huh. It's based on <laughs> a series of graphic novels by Brian K. Vaughn, and it's on Hulu. I've and not heard of this. It's so good. Yeah? 
I mean, I think that the show is going to be really good. But yeah. the first three episodes, I'm into Great. it. Great. Okay, cool. But the um, the setup is that the main character's name is Yorick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so his parents were, like, Shakespearean fans. Mm-hmm. has a sister named Hero. Mm-hmm. And his mother is a senator, or highfalutin. I, I think she's a senator. And... Just one day, out of the blue, or pretty quickly, in rapid succession, Mm -hmm. everything male on the planet dies. (gasps) All the men, all the male animals, only females left. Oh, God. Except for Yorick and his capuchin monkey. Who is also a male. Also a male. And so he then turns into, like, of course... Planes fall out of the sky. All this, you know, catastrophe happens because literally half the population is everything. Got... <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> right. What are they going to do now? And so, really rapidly. So the president was a man. He dies, and then all the succession is no longer there. So Yorick's mother ends up as the president. What? And then there's um, a character Agent Three Fifty Five. Who works for the president and goes looking for her daughter mm. and finds Yorick. Okay. That, you know, so, anyway. And so then it turns into, what are they going to do with him? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. For real. Also, like, poor Yorick. Poor Yorick. What a stressful situation Alas, to be. poor Yorick. <laughs> <laughs> and and so, the monkey, too, frankly. I mean. That's rough life out thing. there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, you know. And so um, you can, I think, wherever your imagination might take you about what would happen with the last man on earth, yeah, um, the it goes there. Oh my god! All kinds of stuff happened. So, so um, and it was, I can't remember how many like comics it, it was, but that was then finally released as like a collection of ten books, uh-huh. and okay. I had it uh, probably must have been 15 years ago cool. uh, when it came out. And so I was, like, it's been talked about that it was going to be a movie. Yeah. It's been, like, in production for, a for while. years and years. And you're like, finally. And finally <laughs> it comes out. And the, the actors are great, and it's just, oh, it's done great. really well. I'm excited for you just for that alone. That yeah. It turned out so far. So far. Three episodes in. And if, if the rest are bad, you've got three episodes. So. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm I'm good with that, but I do really want to see where how they're gonna. I yeah, cool. I'm in. And then I watched a documentary. My brother suggested that I watch Mm -hmm. because I have always been a big Val Kilmer fan, Mm -hmm. and you know he's going through a rough time right now. He had throat cancer, so he no longer can speak, or he has to speak through Mm -hmm. a Mm -hmm. tracheotomy, I guess. Yeah. And so there's a on Amazon. There's a documentary of mostly footage that he himself filmed over his life because he was, like, real early adopter of the camcorder. Yeah. Like, in the early 80s, he had one, and Mm -hmm. people would see it and be like, what's that? What does that thing do? Let me talk to you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So he has, you know, footage from Top Gun to all of the things that he was doing. Cool. And it kind of goes through his life, and and, uh, it actually was really interesting. Nice. Nice. And I was a little worried about it. I was like, oh, is this going to be, like, is he going to be weird? And Is this going to ruin my 
Yeah. The perception of Val. But no. <laughs> That's good. No. He's actually, I mean, he's a unique guy, but. Sure. Uh, very interesting. And then the last thing I want to mention is a podcast that I just started called You're Wrong About. Mm-hmm. And that's just great right there. And it's uh, Sarah Marshall, and I can't remember. There's a Sarah Marshall and then a a man who is like plays off of her. But um, and he has another pod. He has okay. You know how everybody has like yes, twenty podcasts. Yes, yes. Um, so I listened to their must have been last year's Halloween special, uh-huh. and she talks about uh, there's a subreddit. Uh-huh. Uh, called Creepy Encounters. And she's kind of fascinated with it because it's not like supernatural necessarily. It's just like this, um, like people saying, something creepy happened to me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, here it is. And like... No explanation. Yeah. I don't... Can't. A lot of it is like, somebody was following me and then mm. I had to get away. And a lot of it's like stuff left up in the air because... Nothing came of it, right. you know. But she does talk about um, a few specific instant instances, and she's also writing a book on the Satanic Panic uh-huh. of the eighties. Uh-huh. And so she's kind of fascinated by these cultural things that seem to like people like ride these waves of, um, you know, people get like this. <laughs> ridiculous panic about there's Satan worshipers everywhere. <laughs> and then, so then everybody has a story about how they were almost abducted by Satan, Satan worshipers. worshipers. And, <laughs> and I remember seeing some video, I can't remember if it was school or church, where they're like, my specific county uh-huh. was the satanic worship <laughs> capital of the world. And well, I'm pretty sure... just unlucky. That. <laughs> I mean, it's a small county, too. It must have been, like, most of the population. Right, and, right, yeah. right, right. And so it was. It was just, you know, it's a, a phenomenon that people have remarked upon since yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's kind of that's fascinating in and of yeah, itself. Yeah, yeah. But then she talks about this one um, account that was, uh, it starts off, like, the, the title. Like, in Reddit, you know, it's got, like, these little titles of the threads uh-huh. for the that the posters you know oh, start right, off right. it and it starts off with i think my dog has a stalker <laughs> <laughs> which sounds it's funny me. and maybe cute <laughs> yeah, exactly i'm stalking pocket <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> but so it kind of starts um slowly she has this uh big dog that's like real noticeable you know and she takes the dog to the dog park and then somebody leaves, like, a toy at her front door. Uh-uh. And then, um, and it's, like, long time periods between when these things happen right. for a while. But it kind of starts to ramp up. And then there's, like, a big bag of food left there. And then there's treats. And she's like, okay, I'm not going to give this stuff to my dog. This yeah, seems weird. No. Maybe it's poison. Yeah. Who knows? And she ends up... I can't remember. She moves in, in, in part of this, so I can't remember all, where all the details go. But she moves, like, 50 minutes away. Uh-uh. And then the things continue to happen. No, ma'am. So she starts, she's calling the police. She's calling the apartments where she'd lived before. And she installs these cameras, That's like, all around her house. And 
she doesn't catch anything, but there's like a suspicious video where it's like those motion activated cameras. Mm-hmm. So when the motion is activated, the camera has a little light. Yeah. And so she's looking at these um, uh, recordings and she sees like what looks like somebody like moving their hand really quickly to see if it's lighting up this motion activated camera. And so she, you know, freaks oh, out. Oh, no. Yes. So it turns into this whole saga over months and months and months. And she ends up like having to get cameras across the street at her neighbors because she can't, she's never catching anybody but then she finally that she sees this she's on a um a cul-de-sac so uh-huh. she's like you know there's no turnaround or whatever right and this truck this beat up old truck comes through and she recognizes the truck as belonging to the maintenance man at her previous <gasps> place and so she goes to the police and tells them hey this guy I is 50 him. minutes yeah. away from where i was before yeah this weird stuff is happening and then they're like well we don't have any uh, get out of here. Yeah, and so it is this like in re- time, you real life. Can imagine hearing that story and being like, "That doesn't mean anything." No, no. But I mean, they. I think eventually, well, they do eventually like follow up and try to find out like what's Good. up with this guy. Yeah. But um, things like escalate and and you know, I don't know about you. Actually, I do. You, you would be prob- like me. With this stuff, yes. Yeah. We would be at, like, full tension all the time. Yep. You wouldn't be able to sleep. You oh wouldn't God. be able to Every go in and out of your house. And noise outside. Yeah. And so it turns into like this really interesting story. Wow. Yeah. And then I even went to, after I listened to the podcast, I went to Reddit to, like, read yeah. the actual, yeah. what, what was going on with her. Because... It was going in real time. So, like, people are responding to her and being like, have you done this? Have you done that? Oh, and she's wow, like, wow, yeah. Yeah, you know. Here's but this what is happened, how... yeah. yeah. And there's, like, updates, you know. And so, um, oh, anyway. my goodness. Yeah. How and vicious it... is that dog? Let me <laughs> Exactly. You need to be working on that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, come on, buddy. Attack. Sick. Sick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know I like my my creepy stuff, mm-hmm. and so that one was. At first, I thought, oh, okay, because they're most you know satanic panic. I think that's not creepy, right? And all this other like you know, every other person thinks that they're gonna be you know um, human trafficked now. Yeah, like yes, sure. They think I'm not saying that things, things don't happen. Yeah, and I'm not are... saying that things have didn't happen that would incite a satanic panic. Definitely, but sure. it is. So prevalent. But that have it's you not ever possible. heard of a dog stalker? No. <laughs> that one got me. And because, you know, it's it's actually like the guy, I think, just ends up the the, the stalker uh-huh. Uh-huh. just says that he's moved away. Like he the police do talk to him and he's like, Well, my mother died and left me a house in another state. I'm gonna go live there. And then all the people on Reddit were like don't believe him, girl. Yes, <laughs> what? Of course, that's the first thing you would say. Right, yeah, oh yeah, no, I'm not around I'm anymore. I'm moving out of state, don't worry about it. <laughs> right. Sounds like something a stalker would say. <laughs> exactly. And so that's where it's left. So it's not even like yeah, yeah, completely yeah, resolved, yeah, you know? Yeah. Anyway. He's so, not locked up. or I haven't been on Reddit much in yeah. the past couple of years, but yeah. I did spend some crazy. time. Yeah. yeah. 
I spent some time, went down many rabbit holes. Yeah. It's um, easy to do. It is. Anytime I, will, I open it for anything, like something like that. Yeah. Then, then you start find yeah, another one. Three o'clock in the morning, and yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're sitting up biting your nails. Yeah, and I believe in conspiracy theories, and <laughs> you've got the yeah. court board on the wall, exactly, <laughs> triangulating the location <laughs> of this guy. Anyway, uh, well, that's, that is that was my nice. my fun thing for the week. That's pretty or nice. fun for me, but not so fun for that poor. Oh my gosh, yeah, girl, and rooting her dog. for her for real. <laughs> yes, yes. So, tomorrow, we have Art Fest yeah. uh, downtown, so we're getting ready for that and looking forward to it, and then kicking off the big read the following weekend, mm-hmm. so we're about to be in, we're about to be shot out of a cannon, uh-huh. is basically that, what it oh, feels like. Oh, wow, that's, it's, it's happening. Exactly it. Yeah. That's exactly what it feels like. And then sometime <laughs> mid-November, we're uh-huh. going to resurface. Yeah. And, and you're like, like, what? What just happened? What year is it? <laughs> <laughs> Today, I was at the circulation desk, and I just, like, automatically said, um, have a good weekend. And for, like, a full five seconds, I was like, wait, is it the weekend? <laughs> was is that it, appropriate to say? Is it Monday? <laughs> and I just, like, literally had no clue. I'm going to start saying that on Monday to people. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll be like, oh. have a good weekend. Turn away. Naturally, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> We should try that. See how many people correct you. Or, okay. You know. <laughs> I bet there, but the people would. Yeah. Like um. And I'm no. like, no, I meant that. Uh, I even still want it's you to... five days away. I hope you have a good week. I hope you have a good one. I don't care how your week goes. <laughs> <laughs> we all know it's going to be terrible, but there is the weekend. To but there's a chance to. that the weekend will go well. So I hope it does. <laughs> You're like, what a pessimistic woman. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you're still wishing them well for part of the week. Yeah. (laughs) So on that note. Thank you. Have a good weekend. (laughs) Have a good weekend or whatever it is. Whatever it is. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye.